The Secrets of Doctor Who is brought to you by the Star Quest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who, episode 222. One day, I shall come back. That's it. I've been renewed. As when a Time Lord's body wears out, he regenerates. I'm a time lord. I'm not a human being. I walk in eternity. Braveheart team. Change, my dear. And it seems not a moment too soon. Unlimited vice pudding. Position universe. Wearing a bit thin. Fantastic. Panel I am Scottish. I can complain about things. Ta-da! She'll be fine. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who, where we discuss everything about the hit BBC series, Doctor Who. And today we're discussing the 11th Doctor story, titled, Let's Kill Hitler! Joining me today on the panel are Jimmy Aiken. Hi, Jimmy. Howdy, Dom. And Father Cory Stika. Hi, Father Cory. How's it going? Very well, thanks. Folks, uh, we really appreciate it when you take a moment to go and write a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. And when you share it with your friends to help us grow our community of listeners and reach more people, we're growing all the time. We're, we're so grateful that you're helping us to grow. We're, we're always seeing new listeners come along, and the downloads keep going up, which is great. Uh, one thing I want to mention also uh, at this time, because someone mentioned it in our social media, that uh, to remind you that you can often get the big finish and even some of the audio versions of televised classic Doctor Who on Spotify, if you search on Spotify for Doctor Who, for either, like either Big Finish Doctor Who or just Doctor Who in a specific title, you might be able to listen to it for, there for free without having to buy it. So definitely check that out before you go buying it on online. Uh, that's that's one of our tips. But today we're talking about the episode "Let's Kill Hitler." This is a this was the second the the premiere of the second half of the uh, se- eighth was it second it's- of the it's 11th the mid, Doctor Seasons. The mid-season premiere. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how best to say that. But <laughs> there was a gap of about three months from June to the end of August uh, when this uh, episode aired. And I'm not sure. This was the first time in New Who that they did a uh, mid-season gap like that. I'm not sure why they decided to do it. Probably just ease of production. The uh, premise, the recap for this is... The Doctor left off uh, with the uh, uh, Good Man Goes to War where with Melody Pond, the baby has been ad- abducted by the eye patch lady. Yeah, Madame Covarian and River has revealed to the Doctor who she is, the fact that, and to Amy and Rory, that she's their daughter. And as a result, the Doctor has gone off to find the baby, and River has been left to take Amy and Rory back to Earth. Why they don't all go together, I don't know, but they don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, the interesting thing about this, where we go from here, is all of that stuff that happened at the beginning of the season with the silence and going back to 1969, that that all happens, it sort of happens before this episode in that interim period. In other words, the child Melody is, you know, being held by the silence you mm-hmm. know, on Earth at Cape Canaveral in 1969. Uh, and then she has that regeneration on the streets of New York City at the end of those two episodes and goes from there. Uh, and that's where this that that all happens prior to this part picking up. 
uh, you know, the, where the, this mid-season premiere. So I, th- I thought that, w- that was a little confusing the first time I saw it, but in retrospect, now I understand what's what's all going on. Well, so it the- doesn't help much when you have such a long break between the first episode of the season and then this episode where it was, you know, a significant period of time where you'd forget, oh, yeah, we did see that first regeneration right. start. Exactly, exactly. And so, and we don't see it complete. No, but they they tell us what she ended up as in this yes. uh, episode. Also, there she's regenerated at least twice before mm-hmm. because she, from her baby form, she there was an apparently a regeneration before she regenerated as a little girl mm-hmm. in New York because she mentions when she's regenerating in in that episode, she mentions this has happened before. So actually, right. River is the fourth incarnation of this child. Interesting. Yes. Right, yeah, because right. she, she specifically she was a toddler when it first happened. Right, right. And, and then she says in this episode, she ended up as a toddler in New York. Right. Yes, yes. She, although, yeah, that, she was a little older than that, but yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. The one we didn't see oh, I see was a right. toddler. And that's to explain why... When we meet her in this episode, she doesn't appear older than she is. I see what you're saying. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, uh, how a toddler got from New York City alone to England is a whole other question. <laughs> but we yeah. don't know. Which was, mm. I don't think anyone can answer. No, uh, they glossed over that by saying it took me years of searching for you. Yes, as a toddler. <laughs> well, as a kid, yeah. Yeah, as a kid. So, uh, but a couple of things we get in this episode that is we find out why the silence was trying to kill the doctor in in the first episode of the season. We get the introduction of the Tesselecta, which I I have to say is one of uh, is is a really neat science fiction device. I kind of I kind of really like this idea of the Lilliputian uh, nano transforming robot, you know, run by a bunch of people. Uh, in 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 and out style. Oh, is it is it called in and out? No, what's that? Uh, the uh, inside out. Inside out. Sorry, in and out. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of burgers for, for right now. <laughs> they must be hungry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, inside out style, which which I think is a uh, I think is a clever device. Uh, what do you think? Well, I think it taps onto a basic childhood fantasy. I know I had you know Im- mm-hmm. imagined what it would be like to you know essentially have little people inside running you know, your body and stuff right. like that and doing things. That seems to me to be a fairly common childhood scenario. And this actualizes it. Also, the reason it's uh, called the Tesselecta, although they don't say, they don't explain it, is because tessellation is the arrangement of tiles to completely cover a surface. Mm-hmm. And when the Tesselecta transforms from one form to another, you have this visual effect where a bunch of tiles, little square tiles, flip over to reveal the new form. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. My kids play with the test select uh, uh, tiles, actually. <laughs> so I didn't, didn't make that yeah. connection. Well, you know, uh, it's interesting with the ship. It's kind of, it's like the opposite of the TARDIS. The TARDIS is bigger on the inside. Well, now, and this, the, everything inside of it is smaller on the inside. <laughs> That's but true. It, That's true. But you know, one thing I, I don't think I don't know if you hear much anymore. I don't. I mean, not around little kids as much as others might be. But I remember as a kid thinking there were little people in the radio. I think we all kind of had that point where it was like, oh yeah, there's little yeah. people in the radio who are talking to us when you turn on the radio. <laughs> yes. You know, and this kind of literally says, well, there's literally little people inside this device. Yeah, 
I, I imagined for a record player that I had when I was very, very small that there were people in a studio somewhere that were performing what was on the record, and I just didn't know how they knew when I dropped the needle it was time to start. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fact that when we're kids, we have these, we, we develop these explanations for how the world works, and it's just fascinating, these, these clever ideas, you know, the, yeah, and, the people that live in the TV and, you know, uh, and, and where do they go down the train? And sometimes we, we find out the truth, and we find out the truth is actually cooler than we thought, and sometimes we find out the truth, and we're very disappointed. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Just imagine what our pets must think of these things, because <laughs> they, don't, they don't have the ability to learn the concept of recording. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. I've seen dogs and cats freak out at stuff on the TV, <laughs> which is, uh, yeah, that's true. You know, one of the things we also get in this is the first on-screen re- complete regeneration of a female Time Lord. I mean, obviously, we see the beginning of a regeneration for the little girl in the previous episode. But this one, we go that complete from Mel's to River. We also uh, see Romana's regeneration back in Classico, part of it. Part of it, right, right, yep. yes. Um, and it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, so one of the things I, I, I got out of this episode was the... Amy and Rory, as parents, and weirdest, you know, finding out you're a parent ever, they don't get to raise their own daughter. They don't get to raise their own child. They miss her childhood. Yeah, they also sort of try to patch that. So maybe we should explain what happens in this episode. Mm -hmm. As it starts, it's been all summer, and Amy and Rory have not heard from the doctor, and so they're doing this crazy stunt in a car, making a crop circle in a field in Ledworth. And it's the word doctor, with the with the second O in doctor being a being a big, completely flattened crop circle. And so they are racing around at the beginning of the episode. We don't know what they're doing, but they're making this crop circle. And by the time they get to the big O that they've pre-flattened, the doctor and the TARDIS are already there. Mm-hmm. And then, and the doctor shows them tomorrow's newspaper that has an aerial photo of this, and it just says doctor. And he's like, come on, really? And they say, well, you weren't <laughs> answering your phone. <laughs> and then Rory notices that there's a line drawn through the word doctor in the photograph. And it's like, we didn't do that. And all of a sudden, a second really hot red sports car comes yep. screaming up to the TARDIS. And a person we've never met before named Mel's gets out of the sports car. And we quickly learn that Mel's is like Amy and Rory's best friend. She knows all about the doctor from the stories that Amy has been telling since she was a little girl. And there are police that are hot on her trail because even though she says that the red hot sports car is mine ish. (laughs) and uh, they tell her she's got to stop doing this or she'll end up in jail, and she demands that they take off, and she's got a gun, Mm -hmm. and it's loaded. And the doctor says, well, where do you want to go? And she says, well, you've got a time machine. I've got a gun. Let's kill Hitler. And so (laughs) we're we're off and running to 1938 before World War II started because it started in 1939, Right. When they when they get to 1938, they find we find the viewer finds that there's this giant futuristic robot from the future called the Tesselecta that is exterminating Nazi war criminals, 
and it goes to do Hitler next, but then they realize that Hitler is not at the end of his timeline because it's only 1938 and he doesn't die till 1945. So as they're getting ready to move to the future, the TARDIS comes crashing into the Reich's Chancellery and the Doctor and River and Amy and, or the Doctor and Mel's and Amy and, and Rory come pouring out because River has just used her gun to shoot the interior of the TARDIS and it's leaking smoke. And the doctor <laughs> says, the doctor is going, why did you shoot my TARDIS? And Mel's is saying, it's your fault. You said we were in a temp- state of temporal grace and guns couldn't work. So she was just testing that. And he's like, that was a clever lie. Anyone could see that was a clever lie. And this is harking back to the fifth doctor yeah. having said exactly the same thing. <laughs> even though they later showed guns working in his TARDIS. Which we just saw in Ark of Infinity, yep. right. <laughs> right. So they they get out, and Hitler thanks them for saving his life, which <laughs> unnerves the doctor. <laughs> but he tries to shoot the the robot, the Tesselecta. He doesn't know it's a robot. He thinks it's a guy. He tries to shoot it. He misses and hits Mel's. Meanwhile, the doctor has Rory lock Hitler in a cupboard, and he's out of the plot at that point. He never comes back except maybe for some banging on the door. <laughs> right. And so Mel's becomes the focus, and we, we've seen a flashback of her growing up with Amy and Rory, and, and she's a very spunky, uh, gets in trouble all the time, but fun person, kind of like River Song, and now that she's been shot, she regenerates into River Song, and so she grew up with them all along, and she even says to them, you did get to raise me. Uh, right. Not really, but she grew up beside them. And so River is in regeneration madness. She has a Time Lord's immediate fixation on new clothing after a regeneration. <laughs> she, she and the Doctor have a kind of flirty interaction where she's trying to kill him. And finally, she kisses him, and that's what does it. It's poison lipstick. Her lipstick has the poison of the Judas tree in it, and there's no cure. His regeneration is disabled. He's going to be dead in just over 30 minutes. Maybe not even time to get a pizza there. And so she goes running off through the city to do crazy regeneration things, and everybody follows her and tries to repair the situation, and eventually she sacrifices all of her future regenerations to save the doctor. The end. The end. Which is yep. interesting. So we could go back through some of that and yeah, and, and cover that. But uh, well, yeah, let's get to the regenerations at the end because that's a, I have a, a thought about that. Uh, so yes, she is their friend from childhood, and she's a troublemaker. And there's some interesting kind of uh, fun little interactions between Mel, younger Mel's, young Rory, who is just adorable as a little scrawny little kid and <laughs> and amelia amelia pond because i love that little girl whenever she shows up as amelia she's so great uh as as young amy and uh and she's so clueless about rory uh, amy is mm-hmm. whether she was young or even when she's a grown-up she was so clueless about well you know that he that he would be interested in her at all well and, and you got young young rory is i mean he he's the quiet nerd i mean he's yes. just kind of he's just kind of there and you know, there's the scene where, uh, well, we were playing hide and seek two hours ago. You never came to find me. <laughs> Poor Rory. <laughs> you know, things like that. He's just, he's just kind of, kind of there. But yeah, it, it is interesting now. 
he's he's really interested in Amy, and Amy just has absolutely no clue until all of a sudden, you know, as Mel says, the penny drops, you know, or we would say <laughs> here in the states, the light bulb turned on. Right, you, know, you got a clue. Yes. Well, and that's the thing. She's like she, if, like Amy, doesn't think that Rory likes girls. <laughs> And she's yeah. like, well, I've never seen you like show a- any interest in any girl. And he's like, yeah, sure. Like, duh. <laughs> like, because he's been her. so interested he's in interested you. In. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. But like, but like I said before, it's kind of it's kind of uh, heartbreaking a little bit to to mm-hmm. that they didn't get to raise their own child, their own daughter. And, and mm-hmm. on the other hand, they know her. They she they know that she grows up and that she's you know she doesn't end up mm-hmm. in prison. They know that much too. You know that she's a, a a smart, capable, you know, heroic person as an adult. So there's that, but it's an interesting time traveler conundrum, isn't it? <laughs> to have to deal with. Um, I'm not sure how I would deal with that. We also have another bootstrap paradox. So River's birth name was Melody Pond, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she was named after Amy's best friend Mel's, which is short for Melody. So as the doctor points out, you named your daughter after your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Paradox. So the the Tesselecta is interesting. It comes from something called the Justice Department. Some, we have that here in America. Yes. Yeah. Is is it supposed to be the like some no. futuristic version of the so some So it's some futuristic Justice Department. I don't think it's meant to be the American one. You okay. know I I wonder if it's the same organization that Captain Jack worked for before he went rogue. Oh, the same temporal have... agency because he was he was like he was a temporal a time agent. agent, yeah, and I, went rogue. And I wonder it, if it's it meant to be the same or just another one that's out there somewhere. Who knows? It's it. I mean, hypothetically, they could explain it as being the same, but it seems to be significantly different in its purposes and methods because mm-hmm. it, the time agents that uh, Captain Jack worked for they traveled by vortex manipulator as individuals to repair the timeline. I think, whereas this is not interfering with the timeline significantly, but they're traveling in giant robots or actually life-size robots um, <laughs> as a group to to torture prominent criminals just before they die and or kill them. Right. That's the interesting part about this is they're not trying to prevent the war crimes that they commit, which would change the, the, their timeline of history. That they that they know, but what they they go to the end of their lifespan, and then ba- and as they say, give them hell literally. Whereas they they yep. they they punish them in a hellish manner with you know a torturous way. Yeah, but there's an inconsistency. You know, there's a lot of clever stuff in the writing of this episode, but there's a big inconsistency when it comes to what the Justice Department actually does. Because we see what happens to the first guy they do, who's some random Nazi war criminal. Yeah. And and then we see it, it repeatedly implied what would happen to other people if they didn't stop it from happening. And it's all the same thing. They've got inside the robot, they've got these jelly robotic jellyfish-like antibodies. And if you're not authorized to be there... They will kill you, and I love the very, polite dialogue. Very polite, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like you're you are you're you are unauthorized, and your existence will now be terminated. You will experience a slight tingling sensation, and then death. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's like 
we see that happen to the Nazi war guy. We see that implied is this would happen to everybody else in the test selecta who doesn't have proper credentials unless it was stopped. And then at some point, the commander of the test selecta tells the doctor, we don't kill them. We give them hell. And they proceed to do that to River. They like, they've got her in a force field and they, it's suddenly the force field changes to be red and it looks like hellish flames licking over her body and tormenting her and okay we didn't see that for anybody else this is only her and you've you did kill people you let the antibodies kill them right so there's a major inconsistency in the writing about what actually they're doing because they uh, because if they'd done what they'd done to the war criminal they would have just miniaturized river let her be in the eyeball of the robot where the where people come in and out, and then let the antibodies kill her. No, no, wait. You're saying there's inconsistency in the Stephen Moffat plot? That's unheard just, of. Just oh, a touch. Just, <laughs> just this once. I like I, Stephen I, Moffat. Some of his writing yeah. is phenomenal, but he doesn't always have the most tight plots. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Some of the dialogue in this episode is really clever. I really enjoy it. But yeah, you're right. That that you could. You could head cannon around it this this problem, but it is a problem. Uh, but I do want to repeat like that. I love the antibody uh, line. Welcome, you are unauthorized. Your death will now be implemented. <laughs> I just yeah. love the, yeah. how how welcoming that is. <laughs> Remain calm while your life is extracted. <laughs> now they do this thing with it where the they identify the the TARDIS first. They're like, okay, the TARDIS is here. You know what that means. We have the biggest war criminal of all is the mm-hmm. biggest, you know, human rights criminal or whatever it is we're looking for of all is here. And now we're thinking, oh, the doctor, because good man goes to war, said he was, you know, a bad guy. And then they, yep. they say, no, they we find out it's actually River who is the bad guy that they're looking for. And so, this is a typical Stephen Moffat fake out. Like, is it going to be the doctor or Rory? You know? Yeah. And, exactly, and that Amy's going to love, and that isn't going to be the Doctor or Rory, who's the baby's father, and is it the Doctor or River, who's the time criminal and stuff? Right. Well, right. And they, they even they even say her, and of course, the, watching now with thirteen, everybody's going, "Wait, what did thirteen do to become a war criminal?" <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> well, no, not that, not her. It was um, Doctor Ruth, who was the Doctor <laughs> the Ruth. female war criminal, right? Because the Jadoon we're looking for, that's an interesting parallel. So, <laughs> you know, it's she's she's trying to kill the Doctor because she's been programmed by the Silence to attack him. That that was the 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 message from the previous episode. That River has been turned into a weapon to to kill the Doctor. So that's why she's going after him. And now we get some more information about who the Silence is. The Silence yeah. we are told by the Tesselecta people is a religious organization that it's not a race it's a religious organization and their primary uh organizing principle is that silence will fall when the question is asked and we don't know what the question is but it's the oldest question in the universe Mm -hmm. hidden in plain sight and for some reason it must the answer to the question must never be uttered right right which is where we will get resolution for the season-long story arc at the end of the season in the final episode and find yeah. out how the Doctor survives Lake Silencio. 
so yes, that 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 was interesting to find out that the silence is a, is not that species, that creepy species, right? Uh, that that the doctor term, um, uh, exterminated. Just, yeah, yeah, more than just the weird dudes in the suits. Yeah. So she, the, you mentioned that she poisons him with the fruit of the Judas tree, which I find an interesting uh, reference to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, I think that I think it's, and it, and it re- evokes the image of the Joshua tree, which is an earth plant, you know that ha- that we have in the uh, the American Southwest. But uh, Judas tree is an interesting idea. I'm kind of curious to, to, to what Moffat was thinking with that. Beyond that, like because Judas died hanging from a tree, you know, he hung himself from a tree. Oh, so, I it, I assume it was just um, it was. I mean, it's clearly a, a reference to Judas, but yeah, yeah. In terms of Joshua Tree, now I don't I don't know that this is where the name for that comes from. I rather doubt mm-hmm. it. So, in the biblical languages, the word for tree and the word for wood are the same thing, mm-hmm. and at least frequently it is, and so that's why you have references to Jesus being hung on a tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because the cross is made of wood, and the Hebrew name Yeshua comes into English more than one way. It can come in as Jesus, it can come in as Jason via Greek, mm-hmm. or it can come in directly from Hebrew as Joshua. And so I have wondered about the etymology of the name Joshua Tree. Could it be a reference to the cross? Mm-hmm. Even That's though Joshua trees don't look like crosses. Right. I would think a saguaro cactus should have been named a Joshua tree, but that's a whole yeah. other discussion. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did, I did think that the whole Judas tree thing was clearly tied in. Yeah. 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 Tie in. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely clear imagery that he's he's trying to pull on, even even yes. on a surface level. Now the doctor is dying, and he staggers inside into the TARDIS, where he calls up a voice interface. So it's a visual voice interface. That looks like Amelia Pond, the young. Uh, I mean, after we see several iterations, as oh, the the iterations are really great. First, it's the he's he activates the voice interface. It puts up a hologram of the eleventh Doctor himself, and it's like, no, 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 someone I like. So, it, <laughs> so it puts up Rose Tyler, and he says guilt, and then it puts up Martha Jones, and he says guilt, and it puts up Donna Noble, and he says more guilt. Isn't there someone in the universe I haven't ruined yet? And it puts up young Amy. Right. Now, that's an interesting uh, thought that he had, like, young Amy as opposed to current Amy, like, at her current age. Kind of ruined her. Yeah. By but abandoning it's in- her as a child. Mm-hmm. Right. So he didn't ruin young Amy, but he kind of ruined adult Amy or something along those lines, which I think mm-hmm. is an interesting question. The, what the, um, the answer to his problem, she says, is fish fingers and custard. I didn't take right? it that way. No. Uh, so, yeah, so what is the fish fingers and custard? Because I was confused by that. Yeah. So so he's he's trying to get an answer to you know the first thing he says is like what's my what's my prognosis and he, she says you'll be dead in thirty two minutes and he's like oh you're so Scottish you know you're ignoring <laughs> the you're ignoring the thirty one minutes I'll be perfectly fine and she says you'll be fine for thirty one minutes you'll be dead in thirty two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to regenerate is what you're saying. Regeneration is unavailable. You will be dead in 32 minutes. And well, so what's the cure? There is no cure. You will be dead in 32 minutes. 
and he he's starting to hallucinate a little bit, thinking this is the real Amy. And he at one point proposes, "Let you and me fly off and have adventures." So he's he's shifting back and forth between thinking this is little r- the real little Amy and a voice interface, and she keeps telling him, "I'm not Amy. I'm a voice interface." Right. And he he says, "I can be brave for you, Amy. Tell me what I tell me how to do that." And she says, "I'm not Amy. I'm a voice interface." And then after a pause, she says, "Fish fingers and custard." And that gives him courage. Okay, okay. And gets yes. him gets him up on his feet and moving again. Okay, so the fish fingers of custard reminds him of that that time when he was brave for her and, her and helped her. Right. Late, <laughs> later in another episode, we'll have the adult Amy swear to him by fish fingers and custard. So this is a that okay. moment is is deeply moving to him. Okay. Right. Also, he has a really in he he keeps talking about how Scottish she is. As a kind of othering, you know, he's othering her. Uh-huh. Just like he does with the adult Amy later, or actually the Tesselecta in the form of Amy when he calls it a big, a big giant gin. Ginger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the, the most inexplicable to me thing about this othering that he's doing with, with the image of Amy is he said, after he's been going on about how Scottish he is, he says, Scotland's never conquered anywhere, not even a Shetland. <laughs> and it's like, oh. what is, where is this coming from? How is this? I mean, it's clearly supposed to be funny on the writing level, mm-hmm. but I don't find it funny. And I don't know what Stephen Moffat's trying to do here. I mean, I understand he's trying to be funny, but I don't understand how this is supposed to work as a joke and not simply be a, an insult that makes the doctor look small. Yeah. I, I wonder if we're missing. Obviously, context? some very strong cultural context, yeah. not being the UK. Because I know the Scot- you know, stereotypical Scots are very hot-tempered. They're also yep. uh, very proud. And having a martial tradition. Yes. Yeah, and having martial. So I think there, there's kind of that, this is like the English kind of pushing back at the Scots. Yeah. But we don't see it, of course, here in the United States because, you know, it, it's we're, we're much, more, much more mixed uh, culture that we don't have quite that. Yeah, background to to pull from. Even people who are Scottish descent here, they it's not. It's more of a matter of yeah. I'm just you know I'm Scottish. I'm Irish. I'm whatever. You know. Oh, you've got a temper. You it's kind of like the rest of the country and New Yorkers. Yeah, <laughs> that could be. Yeah, you know one of the things I love about this 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 scene with the implacability and imperturbability of the Amelia Pond Hollow interface. You know, he says, "I can't die now. River's only just beginning," and she says, "You will not die now." You will die in 32 minutes. I just love, like, it's just, it's very literal, very clear. No, no, you uh, you are not dying now. You are dying in 32 minutes, and it just goes on well, and on. I do like that. Well, I think it was a great, a great scene. I, I missed the opportunity to have the uh, the doctor's wife figure come back yeah. at that yes. point. Idris. But it was, a, it was a cool scene. I mean, it was a great yeah. scene, but it would have been cool to see that, too. That would have been cool. So you mentioned that uh, there's a scene in a restaurant. River w- went in and basically robbed all the Nazis who are dining there and takes all the clothes so she can try them on because yeah. regenerated Time Lords apparently are very concerned about their clothing, like you mentioned. Um, By the way, notice there's a string quartet playing in the uh, in the restaurant. Any, any uh-huh. of y'all notice what they were playing? No. It was Vivaldi's Spring from the Four Seasons. Oh, I should have recognized that. My daughter yeah, has been here. playing that on repeat a I lot love, lately. I so. love 
Love Vivaldi. I should have noticed that too. Yes. I, I noticed the, the, the stereotypical monocle dropping in the soup. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because the one guy's eye holds it up and the monocle drops. <laughs> yeah. It's a little surprising it wasn't Wagner or something or like some, some German uh, composer. But uh, Well, they're trying to show the elegance of Berlin before the war. Okay. You know, and in fact, River has a line earlier as she's about to go shopping where she says, you know, she kind of stands up in a window of the Reichschancellery and looks out on the city. And it's like, you know, Berlin just before the war, a whole world just about to tear itself apart. My kind yes. of town or something like that. Yep. Right. Right. Uh, so the river's in there. The uh, And then the, as the Amy and Rory go in, they follow her in. Then the Amy-shaped Tesselecta uh, go, uh, goes in, miniaturizes Amy and Rory, so they end up inside. <laughs> Rory has a great line here. They're two. Okay, I'm trapped inside a giant robot replica of my wife. I'm really tr- not trying not to see this as a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Which, I love which that. Which is an outstanding line, and then he explains to Amy that they were brought in by a miniaturization ray, and she's like, how do you know that? And he says, well, there was a ray, and we miniaturized. <laughs> you know, that's, that's that makes sense. <laughs> uh, they're attacked by the antibodies, like the others. Welcome, you are unauthorized. Prepare to be terminated. Uh, but then they're saved at the last second by the crew because they are not guilty of anything, and so they're being saved, which is... It's an interesting character moment to, to kind of define who the the crew of the Tesselect is. And this will be important going forward in the season, you know, for later on in the season. These are not, you know, indiscriminate barbarian, ex, you know, executors wiping on anyone who gets in their way. They're, all, they're really, uh, you know, on justice. Now, whether justice is capital punishment without a trial for everyone <laughs> that you deem guilty is a whole nother question. But uh, they are all about justice, not and in, in not the ends justifying the means, in 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 the sense of taking out innocence. I guess is what I'm saying. So I thought that was interesting. So they're that's not when the, bad guys. They're not right. Thank you. <laughs> you said that much clearer than I did. The doctor shows up. <laughs> uh, Tardis lands. He comes out in his tux and top hat and tails. You know the whole the, the top hat and tails, like at the wedding, uh, the immune boy's wedding. And they hang a lantern on that. River is like, you're dying and you change. And you always change when you don't have time. <laughs> time is not the boss of you. <laughs> I like that he's got, because he's given his screw, his sonic screwdriver to Amy, and she's got it on the Tesselecta. But he needs a device to scan the Tesselecta with, and he's got a sonic cane, which which is only appears in this one episode, as far as I know. And yeah. it is it is great. I don't mind him having a sonic cane. It is way better than the sonic shades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean this the sonic fender guitar would have been cool. You know, that would have been uh, you know, no, if the, if the... <laughs> I, well, come on now. Mileage may vary. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> fender guitar by definition is sonic. It makes sound. <laughs> Let's well, be clear about this. <laughs> I I'm just I'm teasing. I'm teasing. So, yeah, Amy's got the regular sonic, which is important cuz she's going to use it in a bit inside the Tesselecta. But the doctor is trying to stop them from taking River, which is kind of a conundrum for these guys inside the Tesla. It's like, no, she's killed. She killed you. <laughs> We're trying to bring justice to her for your murder. And he's like, I don't want you to, to do that. Uh, I'm not dead yet, uh, which is a nice <laughs> Monty Python, mm-hmm. perhaps. Oh, yeah. um, he does and- want information about what's going on, though. And they say our yeah. database is not open to the public. 
But because Amy is is River's mother and they're after River, Amy is family and thus has privileges and can get information out of the database. And so Amy uses her privileges around this HIPAA privacy policy or whatever it is (laughs) to, Mm -hmm. to get information to the doctor about who the silence is and what's going on. Yeah, the uh, the doctor does say to them, it says, well, at least I'm not a time-traveling, shape-shifting robot operated by miniaturized cross people, <laughs> which yeah. I've got to admit, I did not see coming, he says. Yeah, that that's an interesting thing, is like, because Amy has, she's next of kin, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. or uh, along those lines, she gets that, that access, and the doctor, like, she kills the doctor, and so the doctor is on the verge of finding out about Lake Silencio, which he does. Uh, in mm-hmm. this at this point, but the question then is, if the, she's being punished for killing the doctor at Lake Silencio, why are they doing it here and not at Lake Silencio? They gloss over that because yeah. you have one of the bridge crew on the Tesselecta pointing out that that he doesn't die here; he dies at Lake Silencio, and that's a fixed point. So he yeah. must always die there, and and they just ignore what they're doing with River at this point. Right. Presumably now, on the we-don't-kill-them theory, I, they could give them hell at any point in mm-hmm. their timeline, and she's just made a murder attempt on the doctor. Right. right. Yeah, they, they didn't come here for her. They came for Hitler, but they've encountered her, so it's a. they say something along the lines of it's a— uh, punishment of opportunity, or whatever they want to say. Right. So Amy does turn uh, end up using the sonic to turn everyone to turn off all their privileges on the ship, so that the antibodies go after them as a way to get them to stop torturing River. Yeah, and this is interesting because the doctor at this point is very, very weak. He's on the ground; he can't effectively control his body. He doesn't really have mm-hmm. a plan, except in the most general terms. And the first step of his plan is he tells Amy and Rory, just save River. And they're like, how are we supposed to do that? Just save River. That's the only thing that matters now is save River. And then they do that by Amy deactivating everybody's privileges. That forces them to stop the procedure against River, and it forces them to evacuate the Tesselecta. They all beam up to their mothership, and that leaves Amy and Rory on the Tesselecta, about to be attacked by the antibodies. And so they're cowering, you know, they're saying how much they love each other as they're about to die from the antibodies. Now the doctor moves to the next phase of his plan. He tells River, now we have to save your parents. And he he has no details on how that's going to happen, but that's that's the point of the plan, just save them somehow. And so we cut to inside the eyeball where Amy and Rory are about to be killed and the TARDIS materializes around them. And they, they, they are rejoicing, but then instead of the doctor stepping around the console, it's River. And she says, I can fly it somehow. She showed me how. And it's not clear who the she is. Does she mean Madame Covarian or does she mean the TARDIS itself hmm. showed her how to fly? And she also adds, the doctor says, I'm the child of the TARDIS, which makes me think it's the TARDIS right. that showed her how to fly. Right. That- but we then get to the outside again, where the doctor's still laying on the restaurant floor dying. And I've described enough, so why don't one of you do some describing? <laughs> yeah. so, well, what happens at this point is that, it, you know, that 
the doctor, like the doctor is dying. Amy says, "You, I know you don't die here," and because she she saw, saw him die at Lake mm-hmm. Silencio, so this can't happen. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. So the the doctor, so River comes to, over to the doctor, and the doctor whispers something. He gives a message to River Song, but we never see, we never hear what it is. But it's enough to make her want to save him. Well, yeah. So River all this time thinks she's has doesn't realize that she is the River Song that everybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. She thinks right. of herself as Melody Pond or yes. Melody something. I her her original the last name presumably wasn't Pond when she was growing up with Amy. Right. Right. But she thinks of herself as Melody. She doesn't know who this river is. Her she's still addled by the regeneration that's keeping the penny from dropping for her. Mm-hmm. And so the doctor says to Amy and Rory, I need to speak to your to your daughter for a moment. River comes over, the doctor whispers something, River says, Oh, well, I'm sure she knows. And it's like a declaration of love for River. Mm-hmm. And th- okay. that's been set up earlier in the episode when uh the doctor was talking about River and said as a friend of mine at one point, based on what he's been saying, River says, Oh, more than a friend, I think. So, yeah. so he, she knows whoever River is, it's someone very special to the doctor. The, I'm sure she knows is, you know, we can infer that was a tell River how much I love her or something. And then he says, find River, find yeah. River song. And she doesn't know who that is. So Amy turns to the robot and says, are you still functioning? Cause I'm still family. Show me River song. And it transforms <laughs> into River song. And River, now the penny drops for her. She realizes she is River Song. The doctor deeply loves her. And she goes to him, even though he's just apparently died, and uses her remaining regeneration energy to bring him back to life. Only since this is, like, new for her, she doesn't know when to stop. And she gives him all of her remaining regeneration energy for all of her future regenerations. Mm -hmm. So... There's an, a couple interesting questions that arise here. For one, I'm assuming that it, when she regenerates into from Melody to River, from Mel's to River, that was the trigger for become for the you know the Manchurian Candidate trigger to kill the Doctor because uh, she doesn't try to kill him before that. They explain that the Doctor points out to her, "Why didn't you just kill me in the cornfield?" And she says, "Huh." It wouldn't have been polite. She says, I'm a psychopath. I'm not rude. <laughs> okay. 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 I guess that's, yeah, that explains it. Well, the other well, one there's, is. There's also, yeah. there's also running away from the cops, you know, and using the TARDIS to get away from the cops. Right. That's right. So the, the, other, the other thing that raises for me here is there's been this whole question of like the doctor's 13 regenerations. And we've got the whole timeless child thing that we just dealt with a year ago. And yep. I don't want to, <laughs> I want to set that aside <laughs> for the moment. And he just doesn't deal know with it. about that yet. Yes, yeah. as we knew about it at the time, when the Doctor came to the end of this regeneration, as we'll eventually see, the Time Lords give him a whole other set of regenerations. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the explanation for how the show continues. But then this is another possible explanation, right? I mean, she pours, at this point, what, uh, six, seven, eight uh, ge- regenerations worth of energy into him? I mean, they could have used that as an explanation for how he continued on, too, right? They could have. They just chose not to. Okay, it's right. just an interesting thought. 
I, I, honestly, I, I think that issue is, as far as the Time Lords giving the Doctor more rare generations was the lazy way in Stephen Moffat's part. Because I think everybody who was a fan of the show basically said at some point they're going to hit regeneration number 13 <laughs> and they're just going to give them more anyways. I mean, right. I, I really I, I don't think any fan really thought, oh, they're just going to end the show after Matt <laughs> yeah. Smith. So we're done. Yeah. Well, Matt Smith quit, so I guess we can't get, uh, do this anymore. <laughs> so the the uh, the episode ends with the River wake, waking up in a hospital at the uh, run by the Sisters of the Infinite Schism, which is an interesting name of a religious order, which the Doctor declares the greatest hospital in the universe, and they explain, you know, her regenerations are now gone. Uh, Amy and Rory are her parents. Um, the doctor gives her her TARDIS diary. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the fact her regenerations are gone is also important given that we see River die in Silence at the Library, Forest of the Dead. Yes, yep. that's true. That's true. Uh, yes, that's, and th- so that explains, is a sort of back explanation for why River doesn't regenerate at that point. That's That's actually a good point. Yeah. He had to do something there. So... We end the episode with the Doctor looking at his screen. Well, almost end the episode. The Doctor looking at the screen of his on the TARDIS with the information about Lake Silencio. And he, they, this is the second sort sort of thing that they've done this this sort of thing this season. First, it was the Doctor hiding the information on the screen about Amy's on and off again pregnancy because she was a ganger. Now it's mm-hmm. the Doctor hiding from them that he knows about Lake Silencio. Uh, I don't know. Is that? Is that going back to the to the well again? You know the whole I'm withholding information thing. Is that too much? I I, do, I don't mind them doing that. The Doctor clearly is always withholding information from his companions. Right? Yeah, but I thought the execution was a little clumsy mm-hmm. because yeah. Amy and when Amy and Rory come up to him and he's got this picture of him there at Lake Silencio, why don't they immediately recognize it? <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Well, with with all the information of, you know, died on this date at this location and all that right there on the screen, which apparently they didn't see. Yes, yes. He, he managed to flick it off. And then the, uh, the, the Amy asked a question, yeah, but how do people, you, should, you know, River will come looking for us. Well, how do people even look for you? And the duck says, oh, Pond, haven't you figured that one out yet? Well, they they kind of did that at the beginning, right? Where they, yes. they, they, they called him. And then we end with River at Luna University in the year 5123. Entering the archaeology program at the university, and he, she's asked why you, you're becoming an archaeologist. To I'm looking for a good man, she says, which is a, a little bit of a play on, mm-hmm. you know, she's getting her MRS degree, which is a, a, the thing people used to say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but she's looking for the doctor, the good man who goes to war. Uh, any any last thoughts on this episode? Anything we forgot to cover? Well, I just all I can say is I, I'd love to get that uh, that Corvette that. That melody oh, was crazy yeah. driving through the cornfield. But. Beautiful. A stingray, I think it was. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful yep. guitar. Jimmy? So I I really liked the actress who plays Mel's at the beginning mm-hmm. of the episode. Mm-hmm. I wish we had seen a lot more of her. I think it's sad that they didn't introduce her, at least at the beginning of this season. Mm-hmm. Because she's just great, and she anticipates River wonderfully. You can see the continuity of personality between the two characters, much more so than even some of the shifts in the personality the Doctor has had. Yeah. Mm. And so I just like her a lot. I wish there had been more of her. 
I agree. Because we only get a little bit of screen time with her and she's gone. And it's like, oh, come on. This is such a great character. I would just love more of this. I like the way she has kind of, as soon as she meets the doctor, she has this kind of flirty thing going on with him. As she's dying from the gunshot wound, the doctor says, you stay alive and I'll marry you. Yes. <laughs> and she says, don't you think you better ask my parents first? And so I'll, I'll ask them first thing. Well, she's, she's like, well, they're right here. <laughs> right. That penny in the air. And they realize who she is. Penny drops. And as she's regenerating, Rory starts to say something. And this is such a River Song line. She says, shut up, Dad. I'm focusing on a dress size. right and she has the instant fashion obsession she's got to go weigh herself yep yeah she apparently off screen admires her legs and says i'm going to wear lots of jodhpurs which are those horse riding pants Mm -hmm. right she also at one point shortly after regenerating she's talking about how mature she is now and she uh put puts up her leg on piece of something or other and says hello benjamin and the doctor is like who's benjamin and that's a reference to the movie the graduate with dustin hoffman oh sure yeah because mrs robinson in that is (laughs) is mature but is going after a younger man and i think there's a reference somewhere in a tv story to 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 someone calling a river song mrs robinson because mm-hmm. she's more mature than the Tenth Doctor is physically. Right. We get the return of the Doctor's mental flashbacks where we play stuff backwards and see things from his perspective, which is alien, and thus he's aware of things we couldn't be. And so we see this is part of their flirty kill the Doctor sequence where she's gotten a gun from a chair. So in flashback, we see the Doctor remove the bullets from the gun first. And then she goes for another gun that's in a dish of fruit. And so the doctor in flashback rotates the dish of fruit, so she grabs a banana instead. And then she tries to use a letter opener, but he's got a solution for that. He tries to use the, she tries to use the other gun, but he's pulled the clip out of that. And finally, she gets him with the lipstick. Mm-hmm. Then, as she's beginning her shopping spree, so-called, she hops out of the window onto the street below there's a whole bunch of Nazis there, and she's got a really funny line. She says, you know, I was just going to a gay gypsy bar mitzvah for the disabled when I thought, you know, the Third Reich is a bit rubbish. I think I'll kill the Fuhrer. Who's with me? <laughs> that, that, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yep. <laughs> at, at which point they shoot her, and then she uses regeneration energy to overcome all of them, thus showing mm-hmm. us she's—this is important because it sets us up for what she's going to do at the end of the episode. She's still cooking, in the Tenth yeah. Doctor's phrase. Her regeneration is not finished and stable yet, so she mm-hmm. can still draw on that regeneration energy. Right. Also, she's got a great line as she's in the restaurant trying on clothes, and the Tesselecta is there in the form of Amy, and she says to the Tesselecta, you know, I I might take the age down just a little gradually to freak people out. And this is a reference <laughs> this is a reference to the fact that when we've seen River in the Tenth Doctor's time, she was a younger actress. Right. Right. And so I'll just take the age down just a little bit gradually to freak people out to cover all of the prior appearances of River. 
<laughs> this episode has really moving stuff. Not mm-hmm. everything in it is sterling, but it's it's a really moving, effective episode. It ties up tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. For the kind of continuity plot geek that I am, I I really like mm-hmm. it. One thing I found interesting is when she wakes up in the hospital in the 52nd century, Amy and Rory are leaning over the camera, and Amy says, hey, and Rivers says, hey, back. And this was interesting to me. They've also greeted each other with hey earlier in the episode. Now, this is interesting to, to me because hey has changed its roles in its cultural nuances in the last 70 years. If you go back, I remember watching an episode of the Andy Griffith show from the early 1960s, and the characters had a running gag about the word hey. It was like, Mm. tell Goober hey, and tell him this person hey, and tell this person hey. And and it was clear to me as a child when I was watching this, this is supposed to be a joke. Right. They're treating hey as if it's atypical. And for me, growing up in the South, hey was totally typical. Mm-hmm. But apparently it was not as culturally widespread as it is now. And so in the time since that episode of The Andy Griffith Show was filmed, it has not just become mainstream in American English, but it's become mainstream in British English to the point that it can be used as a touching greeting when someone is waking up in a hospital bed after a life-threatening experience and be meant absolutely seriously. And. I- I seem to recall, like in some Clara episodes, she kind of there's a ten, a few tender moments, which is like, "Hey, you," you know, that that sort mm-hmm. of that tender, yeah, greeting. I yeah. never really thought about it like that, but yeah, like, hey, it is kind of a weird affectation to <laughs> to say, "Hey," as a as a high. Well, no, it's to no, it, to me, it is a totally normal thing to do. It only right, right. is perceived as perceived as a weird affectation by people who didn't grow up in the same environment with it. Right. Also, a nice thing, the doctor gives River Song or leaves on her bedside desk the diary. So yes. we now know where she got her diary. Right, right. She got it from him. And this is the beginning of that. And so that, and this is where we, so we got a lot of answers here about mm-hmm. River, her origins, who she is. Uh, like you said, Jimmy, there's a lot of answers that come up. And some new ones that are raised, like the oldest question in the universe and that sort of thing, which was we'll have answered, say, at the end of the season. But uh, it's – I agree. I like this episode, even as sometimes it was a bit confusing. Uh, I, the dialogue, the writing, you know, there's some really great snappy you know, lines. And uh, I, like I said, I like the Tesselect as a concept. And, yeah. you know, I River think- is always fun. I think those are the two areas where Stephen Moffat does the best as a writer. It's dialogue and concept, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. always with plot, but dialogue and concept he does really well. That's a good point. Well, it it seems like he gets caught up so much in these concepts and the dialogue (laughs) that he kind of forgets we have to actually tell a story, and the story's got to go a certain way. Right. (laughs) And needs to make sense. He also does a bad job of killing people, but uh, (laughs) that's a whole nother. Including Hitler. He couldn't even kill Hitler in a title episode called Let's Kill Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. All right. I mean, it's a classic time travel, you know, conundrum, right? If you're going to time travel, you go and kill Hitler. That's what everybody thinks. In fact, I think there was actually a a great science fiction short story. There's been a lot. There was yeah. one that was where the the characters like like there was a time travel agency whose job was to protect Hitler, 
because everyone who who gets time travel ability suddenly the first thing they want to do is go back and kill Hitler, so they have to protect him to protect the timeline. And mm-hmm. so it's this bizarre <laughs> story about protecting Hitler from time travelers. Uh, so anyway, uh, that uh, I think that's it. it should wrap it up for this time. Let's take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Doctor Who, including Jeff M, Richard H, Michael F, Jonathan R, and Father Andrew. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secrets of Doctor Who and all the shows at StarQuest. Now's a great time to become a StarQuest patron, thanks to a generous gift from a StarQuest supporter. When you start a new Patreon monthly pledge at sqpn.com slash give, the first three months will be matched by an equal amount from our donor to support all our shows, including this one, which makes your gift go even further. We're more than halfway to our goal of $2,000 in new monthly pledges. So won't you help us close the gap? If you've been thinking of becoming a StarQuest patron, now's the time. Visit sqpn.com slash give today. We'd also like to thank Victor Lambs, who edits the show for us every week. So that's it from us. What do you think of this episode, the the Let's Kill Hitler? You can let us know by commenting at sqpn.com or the Secrets of Doctor Who Facebook page. Send an email to Who at sqpn.com. Uh, we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the beginning of the Six Doctors season long, The Trial of a Time Lord with The Mysterious Planet. Until then, Father Corey Stiga, thank you for joining me in sharing The Secrets of Doctor Who. Thank you, Dom. Jimmy Aiken, thank you as well. Oh, hey, and uh, thank you. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who on StarQuest. And remember, rule one, the Doctor lies. Right. This is going to be fun.